Barbara McKenzie. This is my cohort partner, Linda Brooke. And we are here to do a virtues reflection card pick today. Linda, do you want to set a focus for us? What would help us all during this time of physical distancing be able to participate in social connections while physical distancing. Okay. Why don't you do the four directions? Okay. So that's referring to how we're going to cut the deck in order to choose, randomly choose the card that's going to show up. So the deck has a hundred cards in it. So I will put some in the north, some in the east, some in the south, and some in the west. I'm feeling the south, the south pile, please. All right. 21 cards. 21. Ooh. Let's go with number 14. From the top or the bottom? From the top, please. Okay. Discernment. Discernment is accessing the wisdom of our intuition to discover what is essential and true. Detaching from our desire to rush decisions, we seek to distinguish the true from the false, the facts from our assumptions, and then choose the best path. Reflecting in silence creates space for our deepest perceptions. With contemplative vigilance, we open ourselves to clarity. We listen deeply for the true questions, trusting that the answer will unfold and reveal itself when the time is right. We become alert to the messages that come in subtle and surprising ways. We hold decisions lightly until the truth emerges. Discernment empowers us to be guided by grace. There's a quote on the back of the card by Paulo Freire. Reflection and action must never be undertaken independently. The practice of discernment. I trust my inner vision. I seek full information. I release the pressure to decide by determination alone. I take time for reflection and prayer. I hone my intuition. I am alert to the signs placed in my path. I am open to revelation. I am thankful for the gift of discernment. It leads me to the truth. So how is that speaking to you today, Barbara? I think it's a quote, you know, that really speaks to me. Can you just read that one more time? Mm -hmm. Reflection and action must never be undertaken independently. Yeah. And it just feels like that's kind of where we went off on the wrong track. Um, because action for the sake of action was taken 
independently and people, you know, for self-fulfilling uh, purposes, um, you know, that that's uh, beneficial. But that reflection piece um, has been missing for the most part, even in the, the, the fact that, you know, we're, we're preparing for um, reconciliation in this truth and reconciliation era that we seem to be in. And, um, you know, people don't quite understand that we will never get to reconciliation without reflection. Mm. No, it's not... I hear, you know, in certain circles, there's a lot of blame flying around. It's like, get over it already. It's like, um, you know, suck it up, or it's in the past, or it didn't happen to you, it happened to your ancestors. Like, all this kind of um, prejudice that's still lingering and um, misunderstanding around the kind of reflection you know, the Indigenous people know very well, we have to sit at the same table. We have to have patience to listen to each other's stories. We have to hear the pain and the trauma. We have to acknowledge the elephant in the room. We can't just go around it. So, you know, discernment for me, you know, we can't just live with blinders on and expect um, uh, a healthy viewpoint or, or a whole perspective. So, you know, this card, I think, is really calling us to uh, take the blinders off and um, look at the reflection part of reality. And, um, and in that process, then we are, I think, more capable and able to move into the next phase, which is true reconciliation in the way I was just talking about. But in general, you know, there's, there's, we, Western society, I'm going to say, you know, in general has uh, sort of been flying on one wing of the bird. Well, guess what? Birds have two wings. So, you know, I just, I feel like uh, it's kind of an exciting time and discernment is a gift that will help us to do just what you asked, to um, be able to uh, recognize the power of our choices and um, and where they where each of those choices leads us uh, physically and emotionally and spiritually. Yeah. That's a little nugget. Well, what I'm hearing and what you've shared, Barbara, is a real understanding of how important compassion is, and that in order to have compassion what's that expression? We, we need to be able to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, which means mm. we need to hear them and listen to them and understand where they're coming from yeah. and how important that is. Mm -hmm. Thank you. How about for you, Linda? What, 
what's jumping out at you about discernment today? Um, for me, it's the detaching from our desire to rush decisions. See, we seek to distinguish the true from the false, the facts from our assumptions. So, you know, we're in a situation right now with COVID-19 where, to be honest, we don't know what the facts are. The experts don't know what the facts are. All of these uh, predictions or, you know, people are wanting answers. They want to know what's going to happen today, tomorrow, next week, and when's it going to be over? And why are you making me do this and that? And the truth of the matter is, folks, this is real life. And we have never known really what tomorrow is going to bring. Mm. That's the truth. And all these models that people rely on to supposedly give them some sense of uh, security that they, in our minds, we know what's going to happen. It's going to be predictable tomorrow. Um, that's all they are is, is uh, temporary appeasements to a part of ourselves that in reality, we don't know. I mean, you know, we make jokes about the weatherman, you know, oh, I'd love to have, I should have gone to school and become a weather person because then I can be, make all predictions and be wrong and still not get fired. You know, like if I say it's going to rain tomorrow, it doesn't rain tomorrow. Oh, well, you know, the model was wrong. Um, so sometimes I, in my mind, I think this whole idea of higher education is all about, oh, you go to school long enough, you can get a job where you can practice. And if you make mistakes, you don't get fired. The people below you get fired, but not you, because <laughs> you're, you're the expert. And uh, you can always po point to the model being wrong or something. I don't know. Anyway, it, it just makes me laugh sometimes, like when I can see the humor in the situation of we want guarantees when there aren't any. That we have this need for predictability and we lull ourselves into this false sense that we have predictability um, when the truth of the matter is we don't we've never known we never will know um, because there are forces at work that we have no understanding of yet um, you know the fact that they just discovered a new star and new universes and knowledge is always increasing and there's no end to to it um, that we understand as human beings yet so again um i think that it really does provide us all with the opportunity now to reflect in silence create space for our deepest perceptions one of which is i'm a control freak i want to think that i'm in charge and in control of the universe and to heal that to look at that and be able to let go of that need to think falsely that I have control over things that I actually have no control over. All I really have control over is my reaction and my response to what presents itself to me um, in each moment as the moments unfold. So just like right now, I can't tell you if my phone's going to ring in the next two minutes or the next two hours or the next three days. How am I going to respond when it does? How do I respond when it, when it does? Again, you know, 
let's look at those things. Is my response to sudden changes unexpected things? You know, we all have unexpected things come up in our life that we respond to quite joyfully. So it's not like we're not capable. We are. And then there's other things that come up that interrupt us, our idea of, of how things should unfold, that irritate us. So what, what makes the difference between what we can respond to joyfully or just okay, exceptionally without getting a peak of a high emotion, either really excited or really low, but to be able to maintain that sense of peacefulness um, and find joy in peacefulness, that it doesn't have to be these peak experience, these peak highs and lows to be able to come to a place of um, finding happiness and joy um, in not being on this emotional roller coaster ride. So that's how it's speaking to me today. Um, yeah, and that that's where we're able to open ourselves to clarity. Yeah. Linda, I was really hearing um, your uh, call to moderation. Mm -hmm. and you know, often when we think about moderation, we think about food and indulgence and, um, you know, all the things that we shouldn't do. And we use moderation as a reasoning tool to allow ourselves some, to be tempted and give ourselves this thing to be tempted by. But I'm really hearing it in, you know, more of the mindful kind of moderation around, um, more responsibility so moderating emotion and the responsibility of how we behave as, as you're sharing that i love that word moderator barbara because what comes to mind is you know how whenever they do interviews and things on tv with several people there's there's usually a moderator who's who says okay this voice is going to speak and then this voice and this voice right and to get a balance of the voices so yeah in moderation I am the moderator of those voices in my head. Yeah. The arguments exactly. that are saying do this or don't don't do that. So exactly. how can I be that moderator? Yeah, exactly. And those at the voices. same time, yeah. we are the moderators um, because we're conscious. So we, we're moderating also the divine qualities of these virtues. Yes. And everyone sits on uh, a spectrum. And in the center is moderation. And, you know, too far on one side, we can be too patient, we can be too wise. If we don't have a humility, too much wisdom can turn into arrogance. Um, we can be too strong. We, we can hurt everyone we touch if, if our touch is too strong and we don't know, um, you know, we can be like a bull in a china shop if we don't understand how strong we are. And, you know, at the same end of the opposite end of the spectrum, if we're not strong enough, then we appear weak and we are weak. And if we're not patient enough, then we become doormats and people walk on 
on us and take advantage of us. If we're, you know, if we're not steadfast enough, then we lose steam and we lose momentum and we uh, don't complete our projects. Um, so every virtue is on a spectrum and moderation is is that linchpin. So what I really hear from you today is the importance of that moderation. And discernment can help us get there. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Okay, see you next time. All right. Thanks. Take care. Well.